I'm Michael Dunn, and you're listening to Oregon Rainmakers on KLCC. My guest today is Emily Reynolds, the Director of Education and Outreach for Bring. This organization is one of the nation's oldest nonprofit recyclers. Since 1971, they've encouraged people to rethink what they use and what they throw away. Emily Reynolds, the Director of Education and Outreach for Bring, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I know a lot of people know what Bring is, but for those that don't, talk about Bring. Talk about what you do and what your mission is. Absolutely, yes. So Bring um, has been around in our community for over 50 years, so there's many locals who are very familiar with us, but for those of your listeners who are not, we are a um, reuse organization primarily. We um, originally had recycling in our name, okay. but so that is our origin story. But okay. now we uh, resell reclaimed building materials. We have a large retail outlet in Glenwood where mm-hmm. we sell those um, those items, and we also provide several community education programs. Okay. Which I imagine those programs, I know many people are familiar with the kind of, I think it's a, it's sort of a trifecta of reduce, reuse, recycle. Is that kind of some of the education that you provide? Yes, that is our focus. However, we, um, you know, we say reduce, reuse, recycle in, in that order for a reason. I think a lot of people think of them as, um, you know, combined strategies, but it's actually a hierarchy mm. of preferred strategies. So okay. when we talk about how we can you know, limit our personal impacts on the on the planet. We want to start with the the top of that hierarchy, and that would be reduce and then reuse. So okay. reuse is actually a preferred strategy to recycling. We cannot recycle our way out of climate change, um, although it is an important uh, behavior. Um, we are focused on you know the reuse aspect of that hierarchy. Okay. I've been to your, your your shop many times in Glenwood. It's it's kind of if you're a if you're a builder or something like that, it's like a bit of a Shangri-La. But talk about that in terms of like who are the people that use it? Kind of kind of give us the lowdown on that location. Yes. So um, it's always an adventure when you're <laughs> shopping at the Planet Improvement Center. Um, we get a lot of um, a regular shoppers. Um, we have it's you know it's a haven for creatives. So. <laughs> Uh, folks who are, you know, doing a DIY project, who are, you know, remodeling their homes. We get a lot of um, folks from the um, the building, you know, trades. So um, contractors, builders, um, <clears throat> who, you know, are seeking out affordable building materials. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, as a as as a father of a daughter who loves to go thrifting, and knowing that that's it's indicative of what I imagine is kind of a, a new way of thinking about about uh, reusing materials. Talk a little bit about maybe how our community has gone through a, a bit of a shift in that regard. Or I don't want to put words in your mouth. Is that kind of what you see as well? Yes, I think our community really values um, recycling and reuse and upcycling and understands the importance of keeping these materials out of the waste stream. I think there has been absolutely a resurgence of um, creative upcycling and you know getting on TikTok or getting on Pinterest and finding those types of projects and modeling you know um, what another influencer has done. We, we've hmm. se- we see a lot of um, 
shoppers who are trying to, you know, mimic a project that they've seen online. Yeah, yeah. You used a term. I want you to help in case folks don't understand. Talk about upcycling. Yes. Upcycling, I like to say, is when you have the creative freedom to take something and make it exactly what you you want it to be and tailor it to your style and your um, your function. Okay. Okay. I want to talk about sort of the beginning part of the stream for your for, for your for, for your location in Glenwood. And and I guess my question is, are are a lot of um, builders and or people who also do demolition work are they clued in that you're you're a location for them? Is it kind of a uh, uh, I guess a, a collaborative effort? There's so much building that goes on in a community like Eugene, but I imagine that creates a, a potential for that recycling you talked about yes we strive to have relationships with the contractors and builders locally it's absolutely a symbiotic relationship because we're able to help them you know recover those materials from the waste stream save money on uh, disposal fees and we're so appreciative of their donations because we're able to then circulate them back into the community at low costs to folks who um, can use them. Yeah. Talk talk about kind of how your staff, talk about your team and kind of the different operations. And then as I understand it, you also have volunteer opportunities as well. Talk about kind of that whole strata. Yeah. So we have an amazing staff at Bring. We have about 20 members. We have our retail staff and our um, administrative staff. We have uh, educators on staff who go out into the uh the local um, schools and teach kids about waste prevention. We also work directly with businesses to help the uh, businesses be more sustainable in the workplace. <clears throat> and then we have, you know, some of the most skilled, creative staff that can help you, you know, find the materials that you're looking for, identify what, you know, tiny little piece that you might, you know, be looking for. Um, and then, you know, provide inspiration and ideas of how you might use the, the things that you find yeah, in store. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Talk a little bit about that, that going into schools. I mean, I, I imagine school kids are probably very receptive to the message, but I, I imagine that, um, and, and maybe it's that they're so receptive, they take it home and say, hey, folks, you should be doing it differently. Talk a little bit about that education component. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, so we say that, you know, education is truly the key to conservation, and when you know better, you do better. And so we're so um, privileged to be able to reach uh, K-12 students in their formative years and discuss these very important topics of waste prevention uh, with them and try to um, encourage behavior change and maybe instill some of those behaviors earlier on in life um, when you know they can, they can take them into their uh, adulthood and what's wonderful also is that our programs, you know, uh, the, the students that we reach through our education program, they do then go take that knowledge home and share it with their parents and, and you know, remind their parents that, you know, those behaviors are for the future generations and preserving our planet. Great. Great. <clears throat> and, and, and I imagine you have access throughout all like 4J and Springfield. Kind of what's your what's your sort of what's the universe of, of the schools that you're able to get into and, 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 and teach yeah. that message? Yeah. So thanks to our um, our partnership with Lane County Waste Management, we are able to provide free education 
um, engagements to all Lane County schools. Okay. Okay. And it, just looking at your title, is that kind of the purview of what you do? Is that is are you kind of run that program? Yeah. So I oversee our education program as mm-hmm. well as our Rethink Business um, Technical Assistance Program for businesses. Uh, so we have an educator that I oversee that mm-hmm. goes out and <clears throat> does those engagements, and we also take he also takes uh, kids on tours of the landfill oh, and huh. the transfer station and our facility at Bring, and so they're able to see that full sort of life cycle or journey that our garbage takes after we're done using it. Yeah, the students that we reach are able to see the full journey that our garbage takes after we're done using it, and uh, and then also see another option for those products when they're um, when they're at Bring. Okay. Are we getting the message, I guess, community-wide or as wide as you want to talk about? I mean, it seems like, sure, I think most of us have grown up with the, with, you know, we're at a place now where we understand, okay, the green bucket's for the trash and we've got the blue bucket's for recycling. And I think that that's probably, but do people sort of understand how maybe tenuous our, our waste stream can be and how, and how bad things can get if, if, if we're not a part of the solution? Yeah, I think that there's, you know, in Oregon, we, we've been very um, attached to our identity as recyclers. And I, I do believe that our residents and community members want to do better and want to do better by the, you know, precious natural resources that are required to make the stuff that we use in our daily lives. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, some of the systems are set up in a way that, Um, make it really difficult for us to do the right thing, you know, where you might have different colored bins, um, depending on who your waste hauler is, or if you, um, you know, don't have that uh, continuity out, you know, in collection stations across the city, you know, it it makes it very difficult. And, And sometimes the rules aren't clear. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to bring that up, too, because I know that just in the last few years, I know there's been kind of this big shift where it it, and I think for many people, it was this education where it was like, oh, so China buys all our recycled plastics Mm -hmm. and they stopped. And then all of a sudden it was like, what do we do now? And I think for many people that came as kind of a shock, like, oh, there could be a major disruption in recycling. We thought it was somewhat seamless. Right. It's that whole out of sight, out of mind um, uh, conundrum that we face. But there's some really exciting um, new, you know, advancements in Oregon's recycling system. So um, they were um, in 2021, I believe, Mm -hmm. we passed the Recycling Modernization Act, SB 582. And Bring was at the forefront of, you know, um, encouraging that the passage of that legislation um, we're so, um, you know, happy to have been a part of that movement. Sure, and sure. it's going to mean wonderful things for, um, you know, Oregonians and, uh, you know, Eugenians. We're, we're all going to have a statewide acceptance list of what it, what is recyclable. And so that won't change from Eugene to Cottage Grove to Florence. All those rules will be standardized and it sure. will hopefully make things a lot easier. Yeah, I imagine so. Because that's always, I think, you know, especially for Lane County, I, I'm sure our heart's in the right place, but obviously things can get confusing and then people are like throwing up their hands and not sure what to do, which is, that's great news. Yeah. Talk a little bit about, um, you know, why you came to bring what excited you about the organization and the mission yes so i grew up in 
North Carolina on the East Coast where uh, we didn't have uh, as much of a foundation of environmentalism as what I feel is present throughout Oregon. Um, but I was I grew up in a family that that did recycle and that saw the value of that practice early on. And uh, so when I was introduced to bring, I just, you know, I just thought, wow, they're, you know, doing some amazing com- work in the community. Um, what I love about bring is that we are very nimble mm-hmm. and we're able to um, be adaptive to what, you know, our customers want, what um, sort of, you know, messages are out there um, <clears throat> in terms of some of this, um, you know, recycling information. Um, and we're able to, you know, give an honest opinion um, sure. because we are an independent, you know, organization. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think um, in terms of, you know, relying on volunteers talk about the volunteer program because i imagine a lot of listeners like well that sounds that sounds like a a neat organization i'd like to somehow get involved how can they do that yes we rely on volunteers we love our volunteers so we have a number of um, opportunities for volunteers they can come help us uh, at our facility which is um, an amazing site where we uh you know preach the good word about green building Mm -hmm. and um, demonstrate how to incorporate these practices into your everyday life. Um, So volunteers can help us with sorting, with pricing, with um, cleaning up our garden. They can help us with uh, any of our uh, community workshops where we uh, we teach community members how to DIY or how to fix, um, fix certain items or make certain items. Uh, so volunteers are, are essential in the work that we do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, sometimes it's painful to go back just a couple of years, but I imagine during COVID, how did you, how were you able to manage what you needed to get done with, mm. with you know, obviously, you know, you probably couldn't have the same level of, 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 of uh, collaboration with volunteers, with people bringing stuff in, with people taking stuff. How'd you manage through that? Yes, so COVID obviously was a, um, sh- a huge shift in our uh, activities, and so we thought it was so important to address our our, our organization's resilience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we did during that time is we focused on setting up our online store, oh, okay. and so that would be an opportunity if we did, you know, again have to shut down. For any reason, may it be a um, a natural disaster or a pandemic, that we could still, you know, bring in customers, bring in revenue, um, show our, you know, community what we have for sale, and so that gives our um, our community the option to buy things online, uh, browse our inventory, and and you know continue to support our work. Sure, sure. You know, we're obviously right out in the cusp of the holiday season where a lot of people think about gifts and so on and so forth, yes. which is great. But I wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about that main thrust you talked about, about reducing. You know, are there, you know, and, and even maybe drawing a circle around with, with educating younger kids, you know, how do you get that message across? Because obviously there are so many messages we get about consume and fast fashion and, and those sorts of things. How do you kind of perhaps you know, coalesce that with an, with a message of you don't need as much as you may think you do something like that. Absolutely. Well, I, I'd always just encourage, um, 
I encourage folks to be really intentional, excuse me, intentional about what they buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and to think about, you know, ask your ask yourself if that's something that you really need. Or ask yourself, what am I going to do with this when I'm done using it? Because that, you know, that answer to that question can help you decide if it's really going to add value to your life. Mm -hmm. Um, So and and then, of course, yeah, like you mentioned, you know, it's it's holiday shopping season. And I just have to plug that we do we are making some bring made products now and in house. It's a, a long time bring dream realized. So we are adding value to everyday ordinary items that are, have been discarded and are no longer trendy and desirable. And so we're, you know, creating some some new products that we think that the community would really enjoy. Great, great. You know, my last question for you was kind of uh, as much as you can, you know, are, are there kind of looking out into the future? Do you think that you might with with the way that things are going? may have a second location, you know, kind of expansion or just simply carrying on the uh, uh, the good work that you're doing now? Yes, thank you for that question. We, we've definitely considered a second location. Mm-hmm. We, we know that it's not always easy for our donors to bring us materials. We have donors that come from all over Lane County and we are so appreciative of their, their time and dedication to circulating those materials back uh, into the community. We've definitely considered a a second location and and we'll we'll look at that if it it seems like the right next move. Sure, 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 sure. (laughs) Well, Emily Reynolds, the Director of Education and Outreach for Bring, thanks so much for coming in and talking to us. Thank you for having me. That was our conversation with Emily Reynolds of Bring. Bring provides not only a location to recycle and reuse materials, but a robust education program to help teach people how to live and work more sustainably. This has been the Oregon Rainmakers podcast on KLCC. I'm Michael Dunn, your host. Thanks for listening.